0: Hello and welcome back to the True Blues Sporting Podcast and the review of round one of the NRL season. And what an interesting round it was in round one of this year's competition. A lot of upsets left, right and centre. And quite frankly, I had a horrible week in tipping and it's a very disappointing start for mine. With only getting two out of the eight games correct. So a lot to work on for me personally going into round two but we'll have a look at the matchups and I'll go through my thoughts on each individual game. On Thursday night, the Penrith Panthers defending premiers, they started off their season beautifully well with a 28 to 6 point victory against the Manly Seagulls. In this game, I think it shows more about Manly this season than it does Penrith. Penrith are a very quality side and with Nathan Cleary out, Isaiah Yo and Api Korosau stood up two members of their spine and were so, so good on Thursday night. They led the team around the park and Isaiah Yo, his development as a lock forward and as a ball player, it just continues to go from strength to strength. And Api Korosau, he was leading that side from the dummy half position. Also a very impressive performance from Dylan Edwards, uh, running over 300 metres and controlling the side defensively from fullback. He's a very underrated fullback and uh, had a great performance on Thursday night. For Manly, I think it's it's a bit concerning for Manly. Um, their biggest question mark is how have they gone against the big teams and last year they didn't perform, they hadn't beaten top 4 side last year and they had their opportunity with a Nathan Cleary-less uh, Penrith Panthers in round 1 this was the best time to get Penrith although they were at home a lot of pressure was there without Nathan Ke- Cleary and Manly just didn't stand up they shut down Tommy Turbo and I, they have laid the blueprint for every other side this year on how to defend Tommy Turbo they worked hard from the inside and there was a lot of talk and a lot of chat in the defensive line yelling where Turbo is um, calling him out pointing at him and although Penrith they are the cream of the crop they are the benchmark in this competition there's no question mark about that so that is this is the best way to stop Turbo it's just whether other teams can do it I thought the forward pack for Manly weren't impressive they struggled to get out of yardage and they just didn't make any meters and then it's very hard to get the likes of Turbo uh, um, Cherry Evans for and into the game if you aren't going forward Special mention to Sean Sutherland from the Penrith Panthers. I thought he was really good in replacement of Nathan Cleary. He controlled the game and probably played his best game in first grade. And he is the perfect um, player to be behind Nathan Cleary, a very solid first grader in his own right. And I think if he was at a few other clubs, he would be starting in that position. He's been very unlucky with injuries. So hoping that he can continue his form while, um up until Nathan comes back, comes into the origin period, and who knows, there's a halfback spot up at the Dolphins, which is awaiting someone, and he could be the perfect man to fill that jersey. But a very good performance from Penrith at home, and they've kicked off their title defence in emphatic fashion with a very, very strong victory against a side who many people are predicting to go very well in season 2022. The first game on Friday, the Canberra Raiders 24 defeated the Cronulla Sharks 19. This was an interesting contest. Uh, the Raiders got off to a fantastic start in the first half. They blew out to a couple try lead. Before, the the Sharks reined them in and they had the lead there 19-18 um, towards the end of the game, but a very, very costly area from Jesse Ramian. A kick chase, which... Um, went wrong tackled the opposition without the ball um and then the uh canberra raiders march up the field and set up the match winner through hudson young i was worried there for the raiders for a second they got off to a very good start like they always seem to do um you know they didn't earn the nickname the canberra faders for no reason because they usually do start games well and then fade late and i was Watching this game, it was a bit like you were thinking it's the same old Canberra Raiders. A second-half lead was thrown away, and with 10 minutes to go, I was thinking it's it's going to be the same thing over and over again for Canberra. But they showed res- they showed resilience. They came back, they fought hard, and they got the job done. Jack Whiten was the best player in the park on... Um, on Friday he was sensational and he got back to the Jack White of old and he is going to be instrumental for them going forward and he's got to follow that blueprint which he had on Friday. A special mention to the two deputants from Canberra. There was an opportunity for the Canberra Sharks at the end of the game. They had to set down on Canberra's line to potentially set up a grand stand finish and a ball swinged into Ikavalu on the wing, and it was Schiller and Schneider who were there to make the tackle and save the game for Canberra. A beautiful tackle um, from Schiller to wrap up Ikavalu, ball and all, and then Schneider worked hard and bundled him into touch and got the win for Canberra. For Cronulla, I don't think it's time to panic for Cronulla. I think they went well, but it's just the combinations and the lack of combinations to being developed in those pressure moments. Um, obviously they were up 1918 a brain snap you could say from jesse ramian led to the try to canberra so i don't think it's time to panic but there's a bit of concern but they'll be all right um camp uh, Cronulla. the second game on friday what an upset this was uh, the brisbane broncos 11 defeated the south sydney Rabbitohs four what a shock. A lot of people were predicting this, including myself, to be a blowout for South Sydney. Um, but the Broncos, they just aimed up and they played some really, really good football on Friday night. And South was, were pretty disappointing. I think a lot of us were expecting South to play a lot better than they did. Obviously, there was a late shuffle in the spine with Alex Johnston going to fullback with Blake Taft being ruled out with an injury, which he suffered at the captain's run. But they just didn't look sharp. They didn't look silky and slick like we are used to with South Sydney. A lot of people pinning that towards um, Adam Reynolds not being there. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just the time for new combinations to develop. And they need time to let those combinations develop. That's two losses on the trot um, with this halves combination in um, Walker and Ilias. Obviously, they get Latrell back next week, which is a big, big inclusion. And when Latrell comes back into the side, it'll change the way they attack but it's got a it's going to be a time uh, it's, it's going to be a process of time for South they're not going to um go back to their flashy brilliance straight away like they did with Reynolds they're going to have to give Ilias some time and that's what people have got to remember he's a rookie half he's coming into first grade he's only played one game of first grade before this year and to expect him to play like Adam Reynolds right away is a bit harsh um there were moments where they were they attacked well but in overall Overall, it was pretty disappointing for South Sydney. But, again, it's round one. Their combinations are only developing. But they have a tough run of games in Melbourne Storm next week and then the Roosters. So a very, very dangerous um, start to the year. And they would have loved to get off to a victory straight away um, against the Brisbane. They would have expected to get off um, to a victory. And there's quite the possibility that they will be 0-3 Um by the time, uh, they play the Roosters in round three, so they needed to win this game, South, just to get their season off towards a good start. With due to the games which are ahead, but a very impressive performance from the Broncos. Their halves combination of Kelly and um, Walters worked really well. Walters was very good, I thought, very good defensively and with the ball in hand. Albert Kelly, a great intercept, um, and what anticipation! A quick play the ball, and it was a four on two, and he just backed off, backed off, backed off, and then picked the mo- perfect moment to take the football and run the length of the field. It really changed the game, the momentum of that game because Sias were going forward. Sias were um, marching down the field, and it felt it felt like, okay, this is where Sias get on their roll, and this is where South played. They were going down their favor, the left edge. Cody Walker was swinging. But then just a change of momentum and a beautiful play from Albert Kelly, which changed the context of the game And what a field goal from Kirk Capewell in his first game for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, Didn't go to plan. he gets the ball, he picks it up and he absolutely slots it straight down the hay diddle diddle. So, an impressive performance from the Broncos. Payne Haas um, was probably, was the best forward in the park and that's what we've come to expect from Payne during his NRL career. He just turns up time and time again and just influences game at such a young age and is becoming such a dominant forward in this competition. On Saturday, the run of upsets continued, um, with the Newcastle Knights going to the SCG, the home of the Sydney Roosters, and defeating them 20 points to 6. And with this match-up, I think it was more the Roosters doing, Roosters sh- shooting themselves in the foot. I think Newcastle played really well, don't get me wrong, and they were they were up for the battle. They were up for it. Their middles were really taking it to the Sydney Roosters forward pack. But errors and missed tackles really impacted the Roosters in this game. Um, You know, we just... It wasn't a Roosters-style performance, and that was the thing that came out of the halftime chat with the Roosters through the commentary on Fox League. Robinson just said, go back to the Roosters' game plan, and they quite... they In fact, they just never got to it. Um, They blew them off the park, the Knights. It was... um, Really, a clinical performance from them, and there's not much to say. But a lot of people, there were question marks around Newcastle coming into the season and coming into um, this contest. But they really, they they silenced a few doubters. They really silenced a few doubters. The Roosters completed at only 66% and it's hard to win any game of football when you are only completing at 66%. And the tackle breaks for the Newcastle Knights sat at 35 and seven line breaks. So a really dominant performance from Newcastle. And they'll take a lot of confidence from this. You know, as I said, a lot of pressure was on Newcastle coming into this season. Um, But it's the perfect way to start the season. You go to the Roosters, you go to their sort of fortress in the SCG, they've turned that into a fortress under Robinson, and um, they get the victory and they get the job done in a performance which is convincing. It's not like it was a it was a scrappy win, and they they were the better side. Newcastle were the better side. Don't get that wrong in this matchup. So Roosters have a lot of work to do, but traditionally Roosters aren't the best starters. They um, Trent Robinson uh, likes his teams to peak at the end of the season, and A loss in round one will not worry the Roosters. They'll be thinking about the wins and the losses when it comes to September and when the whips are cracking in the final series. So, for the Roosters, it was the first time which we saw Kiri and Walker together. Again, it's like a lot of combinations. They've still got to develop and they still have to have time and um. To develop Victor Radley was ruled out with a head knock uh, halfway through the first half which didn't help the Roosters um, but again Newcastle were just very very good and um, continued the run of upsets so here I was sitting at over 4 and I was panicking I hadn't got a tip right and I was wondering where it was going to come from um, and then in the 5 o'clock 5.30 time slot I got another one wrong the Warriors uh, were defeated 28-6 to by the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the St. George were really impressive for mine. Uh, McKaylee Ravawala got a hat-trick, and he's really pushing the case to be the top try-scorer this year. Um, But I was really impressed with the spine players for uh, St. George and how they linked up together. They played a lot together, and they've looked to change their attack from the the stagnant um, attack which they had at the start of last year and towards the back end of the year. And they've really... Look to have moved with the times um i thought sloan was really good Imono was good i and hunt i thought they were all really really good they completed at 78 percent, so they gave themselves a chance and they were just um they just outplayed the warriors the warriors again let themselves down it, it's in round one, if you look at all these matchups, the team which held the ball um, better than the opposition took the victory. You know, the Dragons completed at 78%, and the Warriors completed at 69%, and the Dragons got the job done. Um, point of concern I don't think it's time to concern for the Warriors. Obviously, Reese Walsh will come back into the side and he'll add some points to the attack. Um, but, you know, you obviously want to start round, off, round one off. Um, With a victory The big concern for the um, Warriors was the 35 Missed tackles and you know we all know That the Warriors have flair in their attack And they are very very good offensively But they've just got to fix defensive um, Their defensive mindset They made over 100 more tackles Than the Dragons And then they missed 12 more tackles So that's really really impacted Them in this game And the, the with the Warriors, we we know what they can do with the ball. Reese Walsh will come back in. That'll solve the attack. Johnson is now out for four weeks, so it looks like there will be a reshuffle in the halves. Probably Harris Davida moving the half, and Cody Nikurima staying at 5'8". So, So, bit of trouble here for the Warriors. You know, we we talk about how big results can be in the context of the game, our season. It is only round one. But with Johnson now being out, Race Walsh still got time to come back into the side. Uh, Watini's Lesniak is now out. So they've lost a few key players already. I don't think it's time to panic for the Warriors. But there's a bit of concern there. There is a bit of concern. And it's not all smooth sailing um, in New Zealand, for the New Zealand side. Um, and for the Dragons, you know, a very, very good start of the season. What you want to do in round one is you want to get the job done. It wasn't perfect, nonetheless. Um, don't get me wrong; it wasn't a perfect performance from the um, Dragons, but that's good. They they played well, they got the job done, and there's a room for improvement uh, moving forward in the season. So, the, I tip the Dragons to um, run eleventh this season, but I can really see them um, jumping into the top top eight after that. Not after that performance, but after a few. Um, performances the charity shield this one and just the way that their spine players are looking and developing and if they can all stay on the field they're going to be very dangerous this season the final matchup on saturday was the first one i got correct um the melbourne storm defeated the west tigers 26 points to 16 but um it wasn't a comfortable game for melbourne melbourne um the tigers really showed up here um you know i said i said in the preview that if the tigers can um show up with their attitude, they may give Melbourne uh, a little scare, and they definitely did give them a scare, 16 all with 20 minutes to go. Um, But Melbourne's big players stood up when the game was on the line, and that is what separated these two sides. Pappenhausen-Hughes-Kafusi stood up when the game required it, and it just was lacking from the Tigers. Not one player looked to take the game by the scruff of the neck and lead it forward. Uh, The Tigers were good um, with their defensive attitude, um when the Melbourne were coming out of their own end. Big question marks for the Tigers around their goal line defence. They just let the uh, storm waltz through, um, and it was quite disappointing, especially coming from a Tigers fan, when we work so hard with all the defence um, of Melbourne coming out of yardage, and then when they finally get some ball and good ball to just let it go so easily. I thought the attack for the Tigers was good. The Hastings-Brooks combination looks to be developing quite nicely and the way they use their edge back rowers in Talangi and Luciane Leilua could be a very key element of their attack going forward you know they it it takes a a lot of pressure off the halves in Brooks and Hastings when they have two big units like Talangi and Leilua next to them when they can just dish it off trust him to beat a defender get a quick play the ball and then allow the side to play off the front foot so I don't think it's time to concern. For the Tigers, I don't think they'll be going as bad as everyone suggested, and as I first suggested, based on that performance. That was a good performance for the Tigers up against Melbourne, who many people are predicting um, to go well like they always do. Melbourne never lose in round one, and they they, they pushed them. They made them nervous, and Michael Maguire in his post-game... Um, said that it was a good performance and there's no need for concern. Just a lot of a uh, few areas which need to improve, um, and most notably, the goal line defence. Melbourne, they were walking wounded by the end of this. A couple mem- uh, moments, minutes into the game, uh, Brandon Smith breaks his uh, wrist. Christian Welch goes down with an Achilles at the back end of the game, and George Jennings does his ACL. It's three starting plates, and... You know, they were already struggling with people out. They obviously come back into the side in the next couple of weeks. But their big losses in Smith. Welch looks like he's going to spend a very, very long extended period on the sideline. He had just been named captain um, of Melbourne for this season. So that's a massive loss. But they just never lose in round one. And they always get the job done when the pressure's on. Um, So for Melbourne... A good performance, not the best performance. They've obviously got a lot of areas to improve on, but that's good out of round one. For the Tigers, a few positives, um, but need to learn to play the 80 minutes. The Parramatta Eels on Sunday at 4 o'clock defeated the Gold Coast Titans 32 points to 28, and this game was a very exciting game. In that first half, it was a shootout. You know, plenty of tries in that first half. And it was an exciting game to watch it was end to end beautiful sunday afternoon weather and it allowed these sides who have a lot of attacking weapons to swing the ball across the field and take advantage of the conditions and didn't they what um you know it was end to end wasn't really a defensive contest to say the least but it was very very good game to watch mitchell moses was very good for Parramatta, along with clint gutherson Um, And for the Titans, I thought Toby Sexton looks very good. Um, He controlled that side um, very well. He demanded the ball when he needed it, and he um, kicked extremely well. And Preston Campbell as well took his opportunities out the back. Um, Like I said, I think they'll have moments throughout the season, and they will be um, very exciting to watch. But I just question whether the um, experience of those sides will impact them the experience of those spine players in Sexton and Campbell will impact them when the whips get cracking. And I think it did in this game. They took the lead at the Titans only two minutes after half time. Um, and they led by uh, four, for, uh, for by two points, uh, rather, for a lot of that second half. But when Parramatta came knocking the door, knocking the door, knocking the door, they defended well. But they just couldn't transition. And I think if they have an experienced half or an experienced spine player, they potentially do that a lot better. AJ Brimson was out. He was a late exclusion, um, which was disappointing for them because it would have been really nice to see how that combination of Sexton, Campbell, and Brimson would have gone, especially with how good they actually did play without him. Um, but, you know, their defence was good, the Gold Coast. They um, they just got gassed. Um they were just exhausted by the end of it. Um, Parramatta, they came over the top of them, and it was three penalty goals in the second half, which saw them take the victory. And you know, listening to the Parramatta players after the game, they were extremely disappointed with their defence, um, and they acknowledged that it was a good win. It was an uh, it's an important win to win in round one and get your season off to a good start, but it wasn't um, a win which they we're necessarily proud of or a win which represents them as a club and moving forward for Parramatta that's important because um, I think that shows that under Arthur they've got an identity they have a way they want to play and they have a way which is their way to play and I think offensively it was the way they wanted to play but defensively it just wasn't it and that was the biggest um, not concern but the biggest um, sort of question mark which the Parramatta players had on their side they were they were perplexed to why the defensive performance was the way it was but you know that's a good thing that they're able to self-assess their performance with honesty and um, you know a lot of people out of Parramatta way are saying this is their year this is our year to win a premiership and with honesty like that and and acknowledgement of when you when you play um, well but not brilliantly um, it goes a long way in Developing a culture of success. So a good win for Parramatta to get their start off season off to a good start. For the Gold Coast, not really panic stages. It's not like they produced a horrible performance. They were good in the first half. Defensively, they were really good, but they just had too much pressure from Parramatta. They didn't crack in the second half. But it was just the weights of possession, the weight of territory, which saw Parramatta get those penalties and take advantage through the penalty goals and get the victory. The final game of the first round was the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. And these two sides, I think they're going to struggle this year. I think this wasn't the most exciting game to watch. It finished 6 4. It was a defensive slog. The Cow- uh, the Bulldogs, you know, they were impressive in terms of their resilience. They lost three players with head knocks. They had to enact the eighteenth man in shop, but it wasn't exciting. They they just grinded their way to victory. They took the lead six four, and to be honest, they didn't look like they were going to threaten. They they crossed the line once through a forward pass from Burton inside to Duffy, um, but besides that, they didn't threaten um, the defense of the Cowboys often it was a lot of it just wasn't a great game to watch for the cowboys they almost snatched the, le- the lead in the last minute but it was a foot from Hamasai Fido which saw them uh, saw the try taken away from them after it was awarded by referee Ben Cummins um, but the Bulldogs this could be this has the potential for the Bulldogs to uh, build a character you know a lot of people talk about the dogs of war and how they were built off their defense this game was built off their defense their hard work their resilience when they had lost all those players and if it could be a moment which barrett and 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 guild and at they look back and and say this was where our identity was created and i think that's the most important thing it wasn't an exciting win it was not an exciting game but it has the potential for the bulldogs to um go for them to go back and say this is the game where we uh uh, this is the game where our identity showed was shown to the nrl you know that that willingness to get in the grind and just defend our way to victory which what they did do and we've got to give them credit in that for the cowboys uh, I'm, i'm concerned about the cowboys they just they were very very poor they had their opportunities Um, towards the end of the contest but they just weren't able to take advantage of it uh i thought the hammer was good and they just they just struggled and i think they're going to struggle And i think this is going to be the theme for the cowboys um throughout the year so in round one i only got two tips correct in the storm and the eel so a very poor start for mine and um but it was great to have the footy back it was um it was a very interesting round one. A round one which I, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, just due to the fact of how good the games were. You know, you expect you expect certain sides to win, but when you got um, teams that turn up and they shock the competition, it's healthy for the competition. It makes the competition um, stronger, and you just never know who's going to get the job done. I think the rule changes of um, the no six agains out of in your um, own territory. Uh, contributed to these upsets just due to the quick speed of the game slowing down a bit um, allowing you to get a breather Um, but i think that's good for the competition because last year it was very very quick and a bit too quick but nonetheless a very good round one Um, so good to have the footy back and i'll see you on thursday for my preview of round two in the NRL competition.